Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, the first episode, in fact, of a new year. A new year? Yeah. A new us. Oh. Hooray. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm here, as mm-hmm. usual. And we can hear Cameron. Cameron's also here. Yeah, stunned the year off right by actually attending a show. It happens. <laughs> but there had to be a sacrifice in exchange. Mm. Leonard yes. will not be with us this time. Uh, he's a bit under the weather, so he's resting. Yeah. Let That's Leonard right. rest. That's the hashtag of this year. <laughs> Let Leonard rest. He deserves some peace. Mm-hmm. So, being this is a new year, we'll be changing up some of the format, not too terribly drastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the time being, and probably the next three episodes or so, uh, Yokai of the Week will be absent until we yep. decide on what is replacing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've we've we... mined those yokai, let them also <laughs> rest. Yeah, gotta repopulate those natural reserves. We'll come back in five to ten thousand years when Japan's got a new crop of yokai forests. Yes, we'll still be here. We'll yeah. find them. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is our curse. <laughs> <laughs> it is our fate. I mean, Destiny. you know, we can't we can't die until we get a new Elden Ring trail. So, yeah, and that'll be a yeah. few thousand years. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, be that as it may, we'll just be moving right into the main topic because it is in the Zetgeist. We're oh, taking yeah. a look at The Witcher. It might be somewhat appropriate due to the Netflix TV series that is currently yeah. out now. Yeah, I and complete. I still have to watch that. Yeah. And we have to wait till 2021 for the season two. Uh, yeah. I mean, but it's going to come back because I've heard it's great. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, we will not be covering that, actually. <laughs> uh, but instead, we have dug back yeah, a few years. Uh, there's a Dark Horse comic uh, series. Uh, Came out in 2013. It was a collaborative project w- or project with CD Project Red uh, when they put out Witcher Three, um, roughly. Anyway, so there are four volumes of the comic in total. We will be splitting them into multiple episodes. Uh, so this episode will cover the first volume, House of Glass, and the second volume, Fox Children. Which House of Glass came out in 2014, Fox Children in 2015. The stories are both by Paul Tobin, and <clears throat> they have the same artist. So we're looking at uh, Joe Querio and Carlos Badia. And I believe the main first cover art was. Um, why does his name escape me? Mike Minolia, Mi- yes. Mignola. Yes, Sorry. Mr. Boy himself. <laughs> mm. uh, the artist of Hellboy did the first cover <laughs> yeah. for House of Glass. Pardon yeah. me, yeah. a little parched. So we will dive right in into mm. the House of Glass mm. with great care. 
because <laughs> glass walls. Yeah, there's a lot of glass. Yeah. Mm. Know what they say about glass houses? Don't get cursed in them. The, I was going to say they grow really good plants, but okay. That too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, watch out for curses and oh yeah, yeah, spooky paintings. <laughs> glass paintings. But what we have found in in temporary um, replacement of Yokai of the Week, uh, we, the official wiki entries for all of the beasties that pop up in these two volumes will be looking at them as they show up, I think. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's a good idea. There will be wiki reading fun, and we can discuss mm-hmm. the funky mm-hmm. pictures that show up too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they brought the funk. Gotta get that funk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have our our fun yokai of the week. Um, no jingle. We'll just make a new one. This yeah, is actually House of Funk. That's what we're gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what is the main? What is this? The through plot of this House of Glass. It will be the Witcher, Geralt yeah. of Rivia, yeah. and his new buddy, Jakob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dandelion's not around for this bit, so he's got to have another friend. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. He makes he makes he's got he's got friends in all kinds of places. This man oh, yeah. has so many friends. <laughs> he's just so friendly. How could he not have so many friends? You know, he just we- runs around. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should have just preemptively decided to do this entire thing in Witcher voice. Oh God. <laughs> I don't Maybe next I time. Keep that up. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not happening. Nah, I gotta do like eight hours of D and D tomorrow. I need this voice. <laughs> <laughs> do that in uh, Witcher voice. Oh. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Occasionally, anyway. Just sprinkle yeah, it in. Yeah. A little sprinkle. A little in horribly voice. inappropriate times. Oh, yeah. People yeah. that should not have Witcher voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the joys of uh, collaborative roleplay. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, so this is sort of... Honestly, it's more the tale of um, Jacob and his undeadish wife Marta, uh, Geralt's more sort of along for the ride here um, but yeah, he, he meets a, a hunter, a fisherman and a hunter, Jakob, down by the river and they get to know each other and they just <laughs> hang out for several days um, yeah, which, I mean, they're just I in his man down by the river as well. yeah, just hang out they seem nice seem, seems like a nice enough time uh, but it, it actually does. I mean, they're yeah. <laughs> they're just hanging out, having some sharing. Uh, I think what did he fish, fish and wine. Fish and wine, <laughs> but he picked up something else that was weird. It's like oh, onions and cheese. That was his thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jakob <laughs> loves some onions and cheese that he, uh, really that he rustled up somewhere. From the deadly cheese beasts. <laughs> just dig that hole deeper, Dave. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it's actually kind of uh, wholesome. Like, Geralt's just staying, hanging around, and getting to know this other guy who seems to be in a similar position. You know, this 
person who is uh, alone a lot and lives this life mostly geared towards survival. Um, but not all is perfectly well. Uh, Jacob is haunted by, by his uh, by ghosts uh, or by vampire ghosts or ghost vampires uh, by his deadish wife uh, Marta, whom I believe I believe uh, the story is that um, they decided to take a short cut through the Kaede Du, which is the terrible forest you don't go into nearby. That that's um, all of the forest. <laughs> yeah, I think. True. And uh, she got grabbed by a couple of bruja, which are a variety of vampires, and so she's a vampire now, but she just kind of stands around watching Jacob at night. <laughs> like, carefully placed silhouette form. She stands on, like, little cliffs. Dramatic. And it's very dramatic. <laughs> As she watches over her husband, and um, is, is not hostile to him, mm. uh, but, but will kill any other folks that happen by yeah yeah and he and he's wondering if it's a vestige of her human love uh for him jacob is wondering mm. jacob yeah jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know uh Geralt can't stay in one place forever eventually he does have to move on a witcher has to work uh and jacob actually decides to accompany him uh he he's, he doesn't want to be tied down anymore to his terrifying dead wife and so he's like okay no i will come along with you we've got to go through the forest to get out of it. so that's awful but uh, it'd be safer to leave with a witcher than without one so uh the pair go on the merry way yes um, and oh so, uh, we've we've neglected one we've neglected beastie. a monster yeah yes uh, <laughs> we're very good at our jobs clearly yeah we are this is uh it's a green boy he lives in the water yes. the drowner mm-hmm. he uh tried to stalk and uh, drown Jakob in the beginning. They're also yep. apparently known as Vodniks. Oh, okay. Hmm. Cool. Well, we'll just go to the entry and take mm. a look mm. at it. So, let's see. so they are a necrophage, so they eat dead things, although in the drowner's case they're a bit more proactive than a lot of other necrophages from the witches. Yeah, they they're willing to make things dead to make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, drowners, also known as Fodniks, inhabit both natural and artificial bodies of water, rivers and lakes, to mill ponds and city sewers. It's commonly thought that these creatures are drowned men, somehow arisen from the death, from dead, from the dead, to prey on the living. This opinion is as widespread as it's false. The beasts are, in fact, another post-conjunction relic. So, they came over back when the Witcher setting collided with another multiverse. Yes. Um, the Great yeah, Conjunction. Yeah. Dark Crystal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to read on? Sure. Some more there. Let's, might as well. <clears throat> mm. uh, the Drowner, a frightful creature of mud and scum, drags people down into mires and bubbling eddies. It feeds on young women who bathe in rivers, and on occasion will pull men off their horses or carts as they cross a bridge or weir. Drowners arise from the bodies of villains who met their end in running water or in undertoes that appear after storms. These watery creatures embody the spirit of those who cannot rest after death <laughs> and are sometimes born of fetuses aborted by magical means. Oh, hmm. okay. Fetus totally does, does have a side effect. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
you get drowners. They are ugly in appearance, skinny, tall, and bony. That seems to be a recurring theme. Um, their mm. bodies are slimy and green, as is their hair when they have some, because this guy's bald. Mm. Uh, whenever a drowner steps, pools of their slimy substance form. This creature can be fought using ordinary weapons. Don't even need the sweet silver. Nice. That's handy. It's nice It's nice that some monsters that aren't uh, impossible to fight without your silver sword. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably shan't read all these bestiary entries. It'll take a little while if we did that. It'd take a while if we did that, and they are, they are like... Uh, we also won't tell you how to fight them in-game. No, <laughs> no. Go play the go play Witcher yeah. Three Wild Hunt. It's it's pretty good. It's yeah. worth a shot. <laughs> we'll just read like their little lore bit, and that's that's mm. the extent of that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, back to back to the story. Uh. So <laughs> Geralt and uh, Jacob are traveling along through the Kaidu, through the Black Forest. Uh. When what happens, Dave? What so happens to them? I forgot. Is it the lesson? Yeah. Um, I believe it's the grave. Hag it's it's the grave hag first. Yes. yes, Jenny, good old Jenny Green Teeth. Oh wait, that's a water hag. Yeah. Well, old, uh... this is a grave hag with a licky tongue, mm. and she's like very, not. Very she's not hostile. Tongue. She's just sort of mocking them from a distance. Kind of, uh, I feel that's a theme with uh, these: is that the hags are much more sentient than they appear in any of the games. Like. They have personalities. Yeah, they've got personalities. They talk. They don't always just attack on sight. Um, So, yeah. So, we've got the Grave Hag. It's another necrophage. eats dead things. Um, They were first introduced in The Witcher House of Glass graphic novel. Here we go. Uh, And they are territorial creatures. Their lairs resemble caricatures of human homes and are built near burial sites. They venture out at night to hunt, stalking straggling travelers or mourners too lost in their grief to notice the setting of the sun. On rare occasions, hunger-driven grave hags will hunt during the day. They are less dangerous at such times, for sunlight weakens them considerably. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they are hags. They like to go out at night. <laughs> yes, these are also, of course, necrophages. Slightly <laughs> more active as well. The bestiary yeah. entry. This is... Well, this is a little bit of quote here. Cremation. Yeah. Now that's one thing men could learn from gnomes. Burying bodies out in fields. Why? It's like laying out a welcome mat for monsters. Best case scenario, some ghouls will sniff them out, eat their fill, and be on their ghoulish way. But if, God, if gods forbid, a grave hag takes to feeding at your cemetery, you'll have no end of trouble. Jacques de Vipin from Oxenfurt Academy. Yeah. There's a little bit more, but we'll just skip that bit. Yeah, it's basically the same. Um, the, the long prehensile tongue, however, is apparently for slurping marrow out of uh, human corpses. They're like <laughs> a spooky anteater. Yeah, yeah. That the, actually makes it a little less scary. <laughs> no, not really. It's, uh, they're still yeah. scary. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so yeah, yeah, the the Witcher universe maybe just yeah, get cremated. It's probably for might, yeah, it might uh, help you out there or other people at least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they pass through a graveyard. This grave hag kind of 
gently mocking them and warning them not to go to the house. Yes. Um, not her house, but the house. No, no. The house. Big capital T-H there. Um, <laughs> thanks, Brian. Um, yeah, and uh, they continue on their way, and I believe this is where the Leshen comes in. This is, yes. The Leshen yes. with his wolves and bats. Crows. And... Crows, 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 not bats. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the air, something flying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh look. <sighs> Wolves have an injury too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Give, give us the wolf floor, Dave. Yeah, it will. It's very it's very short. Um well, does it make sense? Wolves are an aggressive and carnivorous species of wild animal related to domesticated dogs found in human settlements. Mm, thank you. Uh, wolves are the ancestors of dogs. Hunting these wild animals is generally the job of the king's foresters, but occasionally a witcher, while traveling through the wilds, may find himself up against a pack of these animals. Just like any beast, he must deal with them swiftly and carefully. And then it lists, like, notable wolves, so that's, that's fine. Um... Small quote, there was so much snow that w- that winter that we had to dig tunnels just to get to the privy, <clears throat> pardon me, and had icicles in our pants by the time we got back. Wolves came <laughs> out of the forest, ate the cattle, and then surrounded the house. They were howling mm. madly. Surrounded by that pack of wolves, we felt like three little pigs. <laughs> Thank you, bestiary. That was wonderful. That's very cute. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Leshen, which is, uh, or Leshi. Uh, it is a relict monster, which, um, I don't know. This is just a type of creature or monster. Um, but presumably they are, means that they're like more of an ancient spirit thing. Yeah, they're formed of like. things rather than being a thing by themselves. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, so a Leshi, also known as a Leshen, brigand in the game series is a forest something that quote lives only to kill hooray uh, when they kill something or someone they do not leave much behind for any carrion eaters uh now in Wiedzmingrachwiobraszny my Polish isn't very good forgive me um the leshy is described as a forest dwelling iron resistant highly intelligent monster for unknown reasons many peasants consider him to be a spirit that protects the forest in reality, it's a very dangerous creature that hunts woodland creatures and lone wanderers. It has the ability to polymorph. In its natural form, it's a wildcat-sized creature that looks like a cross between a wildcat and a bear with mighty fangs and sharp claws. It mostly lurks among the tree branches, from which it quickly jumps on its victims. It usually devours its prey whole. Its mightiest weapon is the ability to shift shape. It can morph into a humanoid being that looks like a harmless old man or into a tree branch that's practically identical to real ones. So that's the uh, folkloric inspiration for the Leshen, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, not something we see in this comic or really no, no, games. No. Uh, rather, in this comic, it's an ancient and powerful forest spirit. It has a deer skull for a head and tree-like limbs and can command crows and packs of wolves. Um, yeah, they're, not they're bats. Pretty bad. <laughs> not bats, no, no, no. Um, they also showed up in Monster Hunter World. That quest was fun, but very hard. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty They're pretty interesting. They sort of draw power from totems that they make out of the bones of their victim. Uh, 
so you know they they patrol a certain every area of the forest and at the center there's all these uh, sort of totem poles strung up on the trees made out of bone and fur and stuff um and i believe in this particular one uh in house of glass just has basically a, a grove full of totems just hanging around it's yeah and a specific powerful. tree that it like is empowered by having mm. uh, hung up tons of the, the little totems yeah 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 i really like i really like leshen they're cool they feel very distinct very, yeah it's uh, something that uh aside from the other spirits this it has more of a like a concrete feel to it Mm. even though mm. it's like amorphous yeah yeah it, it looks like a forest cultist made out of the forest um mm -hmm. and we don't ever actually see its real form just the all the bits and bobs that it's wearing yeah, the things it likes to deck itself in mm. yeah <laughs> oh leshy so yes leshy, they leshy. They flee, and rightly so, uh, from the mm. Leshen encounter. Uh, Geralt is not inclined to fight everything he sees. He picks his battles, generally, mm. when he can. Yeah. And this was one where he was opting to uh, choose the better part of uh, Valor, the, that, that mm. good discretion. And they, <laughs> they hightail it out of that area and run into... The house. The yes. house with the capital. capital T. The house. T-H. Yeah, it's a big old manor-style house just here out in the middle of the woods for some reason. Yeah, totally not creepy. Mm-hmm. And inviting, rather. The the door mm -hmm. is open. Oh, and they yeah. also saw good old Marta uh, on the balcony, uh, kind of mm. yeah. not beckoning, but she's just kind of there. Hmm. So, of course, uh, while our witcher has reservations about going through the front door and preferring perhaps uh, an alternate means of entry into the house uh, for mm. fear of being entrapped, um, Jakob is just, he's just all for it. He's going to go right through the front door because it's open and inviting. And he mm. saw his wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, they're kind of stuck in this real maze of a house, sort of, because they, they leave the front door behind pretty quickly. They're going exploring, and um, yeah, it, its layout is interesting, to say the least. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, there are rooms where there's just, you know, entire banquets laid out, seemingly freshly laid yes. out. Yes, four, four of them, apparently, at mm. least. Yeah, it seems like. Um, and there's also a room full of screaming heads, screaming skulls, it looks like, or something, if I'm remembering correctly. They, they find this one particular room with, I think, yeah, a bunch of skeletons and skulls. Yeah, there's some, there's some bodies up in there. Yeah. Just, just, just one around, it's fine. Um, but the, they do eventually come across someone else living here. Uh, it's not Marta, initially. Uh, they meet a young lady by the name of Vara. Ah, and she's a succubus. I wonder if she has an entry. She yes, does indeed. there is in fact yes. a succubus entry. 
Of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, of course. And this is slightly, well, it's not really any more brief. Uh, the beginning <laughs> is brief. Uh, a succubus, or incubus, is a creature sometimes considered a demon, looking like a highly attractive human being, seducing real humans. Awkward. Uh, first appearing in <laughs> dreams from time to time, then physically, and is interested only in men that have already come of age. Neither succubi nor incubi are particularly violent, though they draw energy from the men and women to sustain themselves, often until the point of exhaustion or death of the victim. Mm -hmm. And as yeah. you, again, noted uh, in-game mm -hmm. succubi. Uh, and the... Would you like to read the brief bestiary entry? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> again... Good grief, woman. I'm spent. Quote attributed Lester Smalton to a succubus a few days before taking a vow of celibacy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Unlike, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, unlike other monsters, succubi and maenads uh, feel no desire to kill, do not crave human blood, and usually do not, in fact, mean any harm at all. They are motivated by one thing and one thing only, an insatiable lust. They try in vain to slake this by engaging in sexual acts with any other humanoid species they encounter. While it must be admitted that their victims rarely put up much resistance, this does not mean succubi and maenads do not present any danger. Their never-ending advances, though pleasurable at first, have pushed more than one man to madness or even death. Succubi and maenads usually can be found near human settlements, including small villages and populous cities. They prowl at night, though when stricken by serious need they will leave their lairs during the day as well. They shower their affections on men as well as women, the young as well as the old, the ugly as well as the beautiful. Some of them are particularly fond of pastors and other holy men, whose seduction they treat as a sort of game. Though succubi are peaceful by nature, when forced to fight they will defend themselves fiercely. One should thus not be fooled by their fair appearance. Under the velvety skin of their arms lie muscles of iron, and a blow de delivered with their rear goat-like legs or the thick horns on their heads can easily crush bone. Yeah, they are they are the goat the goat folk, and they are very strong. Yes, and they mm. sometimes have wings, mm. or maybe yeah. they always have wings. Okay. Only sometimes show them. They're just hidden away sometimes. Mm. Uh, they ca they can disguise themselves to look significantly more human. Yes, sands, goat yeah. legs, horns, and wings, and mm. claws. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Vara has apparently been here uh, She knows about Mata uh, She's seen her around But has never really spoken with her um, And Sort of starts Starts getting sweet on Geralt Basically um, I mean, who can blame her? It's Geralt um, He's but, pretty, pretty rugged Yeah, uh, but you know, Jakob is constantly running off To go look for Mata So she and Geralt sort of explore the house together and explore outside the house, indeed, every now and again, and she explains that uh, everyone here is stuck here because the lesson in the forest really fiercely guards the path out because it's part of the territory. Uh, there's also the hag out there, which is no good either. Yes, and then the Bruxa inside. It's, it's definitely mm. like Hotel California in the forest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not in California. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they they hanging out for a while. It's an un, it's an indeterminate amount of time. Time passes mm. slowly and strangely um, in this house. Uh, 
and of course the, the internal uh, structure, the geography of the house is, is mutable. Um, mm. Things aren't always where you left them, or indeed like hallways, doors, some yeah. such like that yeah. move about. Uh, she and Geralt are discover she found it already but uh, there's a, a trap door to the cellar um, yeah, that she's yeah. interested in showing Geralt uh, for non-nefarious purposes but of course it, mm. her, her good intentions uh, don't lead to good things no and there's some there's some buddies down in the <laughs> down in the cellar yeah yeah because uh, her story she came here with a essentially a not quite a mercenary group but a group of travelers who got chased here uh and she's like well everyone else was just hanging out downstairs in the cellar uh so yeah we'll go see how they're doing and um it's a pit of zombies yes <laughs> all they say is cursed curse it's a bunch of ghouls <laughs> chilling in the, in the cellar yeah yeah um i mean zombies technically have an entry but it's a uh, not a particularly uh, not a particularly um, extensive entry. The zombie is a creature who looks and moves like old geese are looking for mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> we can all identify with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, zombies exist. They are pretty stereotypical zombies. Um, although, in this case, these guys are... I'm not 100% sure they're dead, dead? Like, they might have just degraded to this point through the generic curse laid upon the house. It's hard to tell. Like, the house might just simply not allow them to die. And so time for them went really fast, and this out ended. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really explain. Possibilities. No. They just... Yeah. They look in a bad way. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There's not going great for them. No. Until Geralt sets them on fire, because that's what he likes to do. Oh, yeah. He's very he sets a lot of things on fire. Design. Yeah, he really does in these books. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's it's hard to, like, convey, like, stuff like the Axie sign, or the other various tricks so forcefully over the uh, graphic novel medium, whereas Igni is pretty impressive. So it's yeah. hard mostly uses those two it's, it's like my playthrough I never <laughs> I never really got the hang of all the other tricks signs big fishy one <laughs> just spamming fireball oh yeah absolutely it works it works <laughs> um, so yeah there's some more there's some more deliberations meandering around um, yeah there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of creepy stuff going on in this house um, and Vara gives Geralt the key to her room as an invitation even though she apparently leaves the door unlocked uh, and her room's up on the fourth floor which doesn't exist as far as Geralt can tell say it's a three story building um and da -da 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 -da. I believe this starts coming to a climax when they find Jacob uh, and he's found Marta um, and she's forcing him to sit at a dinner table opposite her. <laughs> yes, and to eat and drink, yes. but not Certainly. really to be merry. In particular, she's at one no. head of the table, he's at the other. 
and he can't leave because she growls if he gets up. She growls if he tries to talk and yep. other things. Just making him, making him sit there. Just um, sit there. Yeah, and then when, yeah, then when Vara and Geralt show up, they are also told to sit. Um, which, hey, Mata speaks. That's good, right? Uh, but the um, tension's really getting to old Yakov here, uh, and he's freaking out. Uh, and so he asked Geralt to tell him the story of love. A love that in, does not involve prostitution. But yeah. Geralt just, that's his go to. Uh, that's the only love tale. story he has to tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a touching tale. Um, oh, yeah. That's also incredibly made up. I love Geralt's practicality. He's like, yeah. yeah. You know, it makes up a tale about, you know, he went to bed with this girl for coin but she'd left the coins on the nightstand and so he's always kept them in his pouch these two silver coins and he just throws down two coins on the table and Yakov's like oh that's a really touching story is it true he's like yeah yeah absolutely and then later <laughs> girls talking to Vara he's like I don't know if they might be the same coins like I spent them that morning but you know how money works they could have made their way back to my conquest potentially <laughs> yeah uh, I mean it's still a good story. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that he's like these these could be I mean, potentially they yeah. could be the same coin, having made their way back to my hand. After I spent them immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh Geralt. What a guy. Yes. <laughs> that yeah, so he he tells the tale. Um, mm-hmm. Jakob is more or less satisfied by that. Um, aside yeah. from being slightly incensed that uh, um, Marta would be talking to Geralt and not to him, mm. yeah. So he's a little, he's a little uh, miffed, jealous. At yeah, his, at his buddy. Mm. Mm. But you know, that's uh, that's how it goes. Everyone yeah. pays more attention to Geralt uh, than their own spouses, apparently. Mm, um, no. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, we also get a second. I think this is the part where he, uh, he, I say, um, but uh, Jakob tells a, a different, or he admitted slightly earlier, he told a different mm-hmm. version of the death of his wife um, to yeah. the succubus. Uh, We're talking to both her and Geld, but gives a mm-hmm. different um, version rather than the Ruxa carrying his wife away. She was absconded, mm-hmm. absconded. She was taken by a sea monster with ah, various yeah. tentacles and he <laughs> had to fight it off and rescue his wife and she was left with scars on her arms from the tentacles mm. and yeah. uh, it just didn't it didn't jive with the earlier tale mm. yeah yeah so something's um, up with the yeah, something's good up. old Jacob yeah uh, especially because you know uh, telling stories like that to a witcher uh, turns out a uh, bruja braxa don't actually reproduce the uh, the traditional vampire way. Apparently, like they can't just kidnap someone and turn them into another bruja. Um, so you know, the stories stories with holes or filled with holes, or you know, Yakov is just super knowledgeable about exactly what's going on. It's a little, un- um, but eventually Geralt makes his way up to that hidden floor. 
with the with the key to uh, Vara's room. It turns out yes. it wasn't the key to her room. Which she poses a very good question of was it really a lie if you knew I was lying to you when I said it? Um, <laughs> in regards to this letter. Um, and he finds Arda's room uh, all the way up there and she explains the story her side of the her side of the coin the flips flippy dipped. Um, yes. And her yeah. creepy empty skin. Yeah. Those little little girls. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, she's very definitely a, very definitely cursed, if not actually a monster of some description. Um, yeah, uh, so hey, it turns out uh, Anne was always the real monster. Um, Jacob's an awful person. <laughs> we shouldn't like him. Um, he sort of you know followed Marta around town when she was younger, and then when she grew up, uh, he paid her father to marry her, and it was not a very happy marriage. Um, you know he was. Not, he was abusive. Not a loving husband. <laughs> he was an abusive husband, yeah. Yeah, yes. around the bush with fictional characters, I suppose. Um, mm. Mm. Uh, and she began actually having an affair with the town blacksmith. And this is where the, uh, the tentacle sea monster story comes up because that's Jacob's adult interpretation of that, you know, the... Um, <laughs> the, the he, he caught the, them in their tryst on the beach. And... Mm summarily yeah. hacked up the uh, blacksmith mm. and the, and the, uh, and the, the bruises yeah yeah uh, less less uh, less unhappy marks yeah than, but uh, for Jakob they were the ultimate unhappy mark oh yeah yeah um, and of course she was not taken by Bruja and turned into Jakob killed her as these things often go um, and then she became a well, something like a um, yeah. Bruja, Bruja adjacent, yeah. cursed, yeah, uh, yeah, lady, uh, cursed lady, um, and she obviously was not killing anyone. No, Jacob <laughs> is crazy and believes any man traveling through the area is trying to steal Marta away from him, and so he murders these quote unquote merchants and quote unquote travelers. Yeah, these tra- <laughs> travelers, merchants. They're not real. They're just after my lady. Oh, yeah. My, my sweet, sweet undead lady. Stands, mm-hmm. stands on the hill and watches me from afar. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jakob sucks. And this is, a, this is what I would call a very classic Witcher tale as well. You get this kind of thing a lot. Uh, humanity is just as bad as the monsters and more not cause of the monsters. Yes. Um... Yeah, um, but she... <sighs> Brain. Yeah, and then, so Marta has treasure from mm. basically the people that kept getting murdered. She just has yeah. all their stuff. So, mm. she offers to pay coin for uh, Geralt to kill the monster, her husband. Mm. Yes. Then yeah, he, he won't, won't take, take it. Contract. No. no, he's not allowed to, not allowed to take contracts on humans. He's like, they may be <laughs> metaphorically the monster, but I, I definitely can't just go kill yeah, them randomly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but self-defense is fine. To, oh, yeah. Self-defense is fine. But, I mean, you know, tell that to the, uh, what's the name, Lido from The Witcher 2. Yeah. Murdering wow. people all over the place. But, That's you know, just what uh, he do. Yeah. He's, he's just like that. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, uh, so he refused the contract, but uh, Jacob still really overreacts to the truth being found out and totally believes Geralt's going to kill him and uh, first off tries to fight him and then second off just legs it out of there. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's kind of... It's a sad tale on, on multiple fronts, but mm. I, it's not even really in particular, but for Geralt directly, he was trying to actually be friends with Jakob. Mm. Yeah. Like absolutely. they had a rapport and he was like, this is, you know, this is nice to have. Hopefully he's mm. not murderous or cursed because my medallion has been warning me like the entire time. Mm. Yeah. And oh, all he could do was just kind of play it out and see how, you know, how the cards fell and they fell mm. poorly. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. So it's a, uh, the traditional Geralt can't have friends unless they're a particular set of characters story because uh, yeah. the world's an awful place um, yeah, you can only get three yeah. Geralt three friends oh yeah yeah <laughs> you got a limit oh yeah you, well, get, you, three, you get two, but, you know. two sorceresses <laughs> and a bard that's all that's allowed yeah well and a <laughs> dwarven friend well yeah true four friends four friends are allowed four friends yeah, yeah, no more. And some acquaintances. A couple acquaintances. Yeah, a couple acquaintances. <laughs> Doppler you keep running into. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway. Uh, and yeah, and uh, Jakob flees and is confronted by the Leshen and the wolves and the grave hag and the, and the zombies. The, the bad end. Believe, like, all yeah, of it. All, I also believe the ghouls. Yeah, it's just, you step outside and go, oh yeah, this is why we don't step outside. House of Glass. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty bad out there. Um, and, you know, at this point, Geralt's just, he's just going to leave. Uh, and he offers to take Vara with him. You know, they've got a spare horse now that Yakov's over there <laughs> being eaten. Um, and she, if I remember correctly, decides to stay in the house because the people who wind up there wind up there for a reason. Uh, so she's feeling uh, guilty over something terrible she's apparently done. Uh, to end up in this house of terrible curses. Uh, but, you know, that's, uh, again, pretty typical for this kind of story. <laughs> yeah, and it, this was... Yeah, this was a good... This was the fun one. Um, mm. There's a lot of detail in the like the background artwork. A lot mm. of the story uh, is sort of uh, foretold to, to the reader through um, stained glass paintings throughout the house mm. that keep changing and showing the events as they actually occurred or at least characters from the events um, and a little bit of, I think it's past and future telling, but uh, yeah, it's nothing super over. You have to kind of just guess and yeah. you get the details yeah. later. Mm. Yeah. It's a spoiler, but you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I also really enjoyed this. Nice. I haven't actually read a graphic novel in a really long time. I now realize. I don't think I've read one since we did the help. <laughs> Mr. Um, Boy. Mr. Boy. Um, yeah, and it was it was nice. It was really good. It was really well written to fit in with the character in the universe. I feel like this is a classic. Curses are weird and complicated, which is one of my favorite things in the Witcher universe is a curse is never a simple. Um, and, you know, sometimes stuff's just kind of shitty and that's uh that's how i don't even think that's sometimes everything's just pretty bad and you have to just hopefully there's 
something that ends up better than not. Mm. But yeah, even even in like the games or in particular, when curse are broken, mm. it doesn't always generally it turns out very well. Yeah. Usually something has happened and mm. you've just probably made things worse. Or that was my experience. Yeah. I was constantly just making yeah. things worse. I mean, that's fair. Well, I think the best ending is the um, the spoon curse in Witcher 3. By that, that, If you break that correctly, the ending's not awful, but it's still like that woman who was cursed has lived 100 years extra and all her family and everyone's dead. Uh, but it's a good thing Geralt needs someone to look after the garden or whatever it is she ends yeah. up doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's, there's always uh, there's always a degree of tragedy, no matter if whether or not Geralt succeeds in his given task. Um, yeah, which again really fits the tone of uh, this world that's been built up so well. All right, that wraps up uh, House of Glass. Mm-hmm. And brings us to Fox Children, which came out in yeah. 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, uh, I don't know. I can't, I like parts of it better than House of Glass, but I think I like the mm-hmm. over well, or the overarching story, like the through line in House of Glass. A little yeah, more. yeah. I feel the pacing in Fox Children is a little off, mm-hmm. just because it's it's, it's kind of one long chase sequence, but. Yeah, and I think what it does is it doesn't bother to humanize the the quote unquote villain of the piece, whereas we get yeah. exactly what we get a better grasp on um, both Marta and Jakob in House mm. of Glass. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, House of Glass is just really, really good. It yeah. Spoiled us because we read it before. <laughs> well, that was the order that they're presented in. Yeah, no exactly. Which, right, I feel Fox would have been perfectly fantastic if it had been the first one I'd read, but I read mm. House of Glass first. Um, yeah, um, essentially, Geralt this time, he's traveling around with a friend, a dwarf by the name of Adario, um, and they're looking to get out of a hellhole swamp town, uh, and just so happens there's some people on a boat who want a witcher as a bodyguard. So, you know, uh, why not? Let's get on board the boat. Let's get rolled. Um, yeah. And it all it's, goes downhill from there. It, it, yeah, just what well, starts off poorly and then just keeps getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. They're ostensibly uh, hired on to the, the boat to provide um, tracking services. They're looking for mm-hmm. a, or they're told they're looking for a kidnapped uh, elven um, heiress. It's like a daughter. Yeah, yeah have a local uh, rich or well-off elven um, heiress mm. woman. Yeah. It yeah. didn't, didn't really go into that bit, but um, Geralt is not really fond of this. He's, he's not really interested in taking this particular job. He doesn't really want to do anything mm. with uh, Volpes. They're, they're yeah. too troublesome. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, things don't uh, end up the way that they <laughs> are, are y'all just led to believe the situation is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, okay, Geralt, here's... And then five minutes later, okay, Geralt, fine, here's the actual truth. 
And then five minutes later, okay, Geralt, fine. Here's the actual plot, the complete truth, nothing left out. We promise. We and promise. It just, it just keeps going like that, and I see why Geralt has trust issues. Uh, yeah, everyone's just, you know, they're all they're all out for themselves is the is the thing. Mm. But yeah. in doing so, yeah. just keep piling on the miseries. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, essentially. Hey, we're looking for this kidnapped child. You know, Bess took her, so we're going to get her back and bring her back to the mother who's rich to reward us, and that's great. And Geralt goes, cool, here's my advice for you. As a witcher, you've hired professionals. I'll give you this. Give up. There's no point. It's done. <laughs> um, because the Volpes is a really interesting monster um, with a particularly interesting uh, method of reproduction so uh, we'll jump into its uh so what's it it's a description uh and so it's um it's a volpes also known as a vixen fox demon or an abara uh it is an anterion which is a beast that takes on a more humanoid shape as opposed to uh therianthropor like which is a humanoid creature that takes on a more bestial form uh so it's kind of like a kitsune respect. Um, yes, but yeah. more powerful. Mm, yeah, uh, they're powerful illusionists. Um, they can do feats like hide an entire river's channel and bewitch other monsters. Uh, but the really interesting thing about them is that they don't reproduce in the traditional manner. That when they want a kid, they kidnap a young elven girl and somehow in the process transform them into a new Volpes, um, who they, you know, claim as their daughter. Um, and this apparently has led to a household that if a female child goes missing, you literally just move on. Like, it happens commonly enough that it's an elven cultural thing of, you know, once a door closes, another one opens is a rough translation of something they say, I believe. Um, yeah, and it's just a really interesting idea for a like the act of doing its monstrous thing creates another fun of it, but it's not it's not inherently evil thing. Like it's just living its life out there. The yeah, it's just a natural yeah. force. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah, they're, they're more of a more of a natural force than a natural like malefic uh, yeah. malefic creature. But they hold a grudge. Oh yeah, they they hold one hell of a grudge. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's fun that the, the more tricksy side of things is a monster that can't really be reliably fought in any way. Uh, like I said earlier, they are masters of illusion magic, and as such, uh, you don't even... You're fighting it half the time. Uh, I think this is part of what contributes to um, Fox Children feeling a little off, is that it's very hard at any point in the narrative to directly combat the primary antagonistic element of the story because all it's doing is making the story frustrating and difficult for the main characters. Yeah. Like, you know, we got a we got a sail way out here. Um and oh look, there's a storm and when the storm ended we're in a totally different location. We're lost. Who knows where we are? Uh, our ship keeps disappearing. Yeah, ship keeps disappearing, reappearing. Um, <laughs> I do 
I do like, uh, you know, like, we can't go to that bank. It's covered in snakes and Geralt, you know, steer the ship into the snakes. And, you know, a few snakes fall the deck instead of this massive snakes. And, go, and Geralt goes, see, it was an illusion. There were barely any snakes on that bank, so we could safely go past there. And a sailor immediately goes, oh, it was all an illusion, eh? And it goes to pick up a snake. <laughs> and it kills him immediately. <laughs> yeah, it kills him immediately. Because... <laughs> Of course, there has to be something the illusion is based off of. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 a different it's a difficult enemy fight, and you know, like Gerald said, his advice is just don't mess with this, just leave well enough alone. Um, and yeah. the reason there's any story here at all, they they didn't they already did not leave well enough alone. Yes, they had they kidnapped, reverse kidnapped. Because uh, it's not a rescue, uh, they <laughs> kidnapped one of the children of the um, Volpes and mm. had her in the ship's hold. Yes, and inadvertently killed her in the process because they're mm. idiots. Yes, yes. So when when you're watching a valuable bad. person and that person tries to make a run for it, your first reaction is not a bottle of wine at the back of their head. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, they're very dumb, and, you know, Geralt finds this out and says, cool, we're all dead. Yeah, we're, we're all screwed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> time time to just do our very best to sail away. Um, yeah, we can either we have two options, like sail away uh, or apologize and then, mm. you know, hope we all don't immediately die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, um, there's a few... <laughs> There's a few, there's a few issues had, of course, the journey. There's a few other people on the boat as well, um, but yeah, it, it's one of those situations where, from start to finish, everything they do didn't matter. <laughs> like the result would have been the same even if they hadn't struggled for an for an entire graphic novel's worth of content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the only other result would be maybe some of them didn't die as quickly. Yeah, yeah, or at all, because the guys were really dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get <laughs> treasure. We love gold. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. We're fighting. We're, we're explicitly fighting a that uses illusions to tempt death. Yeah. What's that? That you know, like you, you, you've already seen yeah. the illusions. Yeah, I know. What's that on the other side of the river, though? It's just this chest full of treasure, just sitting out on the beach, conspicuous, open, and in an attractive manner. Well, yeah. golly, I've, I've got to wade across that river to get it. <laughs> yeah. And it happens twice. It's not even a one-time oh, yeah. trick. It's like, oh, oh look, yeah. another uh, island of treasure. Let's go get that one. It's obviously, this one's got to be the real one because it's all oh, based yeah. on reality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, we we do get a couple of clever twists. Like, um, so uh, we'll, we'll cut to the chase. The, the end of the story is, um, it turns out illusions are really powerful and Volpes's child was using an illusion to pretend to be dead so that they would just throw the body overboard and her mother could come get her because Geralt's being a respectful person. He doesn't allow that for the entire book. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, the appear eventually appears to just pick the kid up because, you know, she's had enough at this point. Uh, and she says, okay, cool. When Geralt sort of resists her initial attempt to kill him, she goes, okay, cool, fine. I suppose you can all live. Geralt, you and me, we're going to have a reckoning, and then disappears. And the fog lifts, and 
just across the way is uh, a little fishing village. Um, there's people about, there's docks, and a bunch of sailors just jump in the water because the ship's rudder has been broken and start swimming over, and Geralt goes, oh, come on. Guys, we, did, we, <laughs> we just went through, like, happen. days of this. What, <laughs> what are you doing? We're in a <laughs> creepy swamp area. Yeah, creepy swamp area filled with crocodile. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know. The, yeah, the, you do you, guys. You can make it. It'll be great. Totally, 100%. Um, yeah, but, uh, we, we get a few other monsters, uh, in here. Well, uh, two other mentioned, I should say, in total. Uh, should we do... So, first off, one of the other travelers on the uh, talks about a troll. Yeah, there's a, 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 a troll, and it does a little flashback of, um, Geralt. Um, and the mm. dwarf hanging out with yeah. our buddy Rock Troll. Mm. I don't yes. remember his name, but he shows up quite often. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's a he's a popular guy. Uh, so let's see. Trolls are giant humanoid creatures. They possess a certain level of intelligence, and they're able to use simple sentences to communicate with humans and amongst themselves. While others are even able to draw right. They usually reside in the wild but are found, often found living under bridges, which they build themselves and demand tolls from travelers. <laughs> While witches used to kill trolls, nowadays often people are used to having a troll, especially since paying the toll is cheaper than maintaining the bridge yourself. <laughs> um, Yennefer has a particular piece of troll anatomy in her collection. Thanks for that bit of trivia that I didn't need to know. Witcher Wikipedia. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. it's also, the the trolls in particular they also like um, they're fond of alcohol and mm. uh, Geralt gives this one troll like a bunch of vodka so he's continually mm. just referred to as vodka man <laughs> yeah. by the troll yeah. and it's great vodka man I walk no follow yeah <laughs> <laughs> I sleep rest no kill yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trolls are good. Oh, yeah. Troll, trolls are great. They're one of my favorite. Um, their, their interpretation of Witcher is fairly unique, so I'm happy saying they're one of my favorite, more unique creatures in uh, the series. Um, let's see. Yeah. They're, they're just big, clumsy, lovable idiots that love vodka and uh, have emotions. Um, also, there was... In Witcher 3, there was the troll that wanted to join an army, and so had to get paint, so he could paint himself a uniform. That was a good one. Yeah. That yeah. was a fun little side quest. <laughs> they're, they're fun, they're fun uh, little uh, monster areas. And uh, the, the series seems to go out of their way to make sure they're not always portrayed as grim and awful compared to everything else. Like, they're still monsters. They'll still kill and eat people, but they're, they're sort of the little uh, ray of light and setting. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just simple guys with a simple life and mm. just hang out with their wives who yell at them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this screaming wife to dance and sing for her so she won't yell at me anymore. Is the cutest side quest that a troll has. Yeah. Ever. It's like, why are you doing? Why are you kidnapping people with a net troll? If I, I need a pretty person, 
to sing for my wife so she won't yell at me anymore. <laughs> I don't even think he's... I, to him, they're like birds. I think he was saying it was a bird. Yeah, yeah. Catch a bird. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just wanted to give his wife a burb. Let's see. Uh, oh, we have the the water hags pop up a couple mm. a couple yes. times. Mm. I guess they're I think they're water hags. They're just they're yeah. in the water. Yes, they're hags in the water. I'm mm. happy to call and them. And they just the hags. they just want to kissy kiss like everybody. Kiss kiss. <laughs> but this is less. This is much less cute than the trolls, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like gifts. They totally stole uh, Geralt, Geralt's swords, but both is oh, yeah. stealing silver ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they got a fun little bestiary entry. <laughs> Folks say water hags are drowners' wives. If that be true, taint no wonder why they're such ornery bitches. <laughs> Shem Hell of Dregston. Um, yeah, so uh, they're, they're just a hag, but in the water, they do some watery face things uh they are just a creepy stinky warty woman-ish looking monster with a uh, big bone spikes growing out of her back um i think one of them's wearing a crown if I'm correctly. so they yeah they were have... they were kind of decked out yeah decked out they, they have a they have a... um although in this case they are under the control of the uh, the Volpes, obviously. Uh, let's see. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, we also see some Fodjanoi, uh, which are the fish people. There's a lot of water based oh, yeah. They were big. Like, way bigger than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the average height of roughly 0.8 meters. Um, so, let's see. Vodjanoi, also known as fish people, fish eyed creatures are an intelligent race living in underwater cities at the bottom of the Great Sea, where their civilization is the most advanced. As well as in the Pontar River and its tributaries, they share the ocean with Nereids and Mare people, Mare people, a lot of which they treat with the utmost respect, but occasionally fight. Uh, <laughs> so, scaly humanoids with muscular legs that run nimbly even on dry land. They have spherical, bulging eyes described as iridescent and cold, portraying no emotion. On the other hand, their immensely broad mouths full of conical teeth tend to resemble a cruel smile. Vojinoi also have huge combs on their heads, which make them larger. Living deep underwater, Vojinoi absorb oxygen through gills, which dilate exposed to air. To survive on the surface for in a few minutes, the Vojinoi breathing masks, which is cool. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about their culture there? I'd have to give me a second. I'm gonna blow. Oh, you're on the. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's missing that one. Ah. There it is. Bestiary. To think future. Shoe fly. Shoe fly. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. You belong to my friend Link. It's from Encino Man. <laughs> I mean, I can just read it. You just go ahead and read it. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. So, 
Inhabiting entirely different conditions, Vodinoi developed an advance like any other. They know the arcana of metalworking, utilizing them to forge swords, spears, axe-like weapons, and helmets. Vodinoi are also fairly efficient masons, capable of not only building cities, but also vast steps which lead to them. They worship many deities and take religion very seriously. Two such deities were the powerful Lady of the Lake and her enemy, Dagon, a cruel being <laughs> awoken and killed in 1270. Hey, uh, Cthulhu's dead in the universe, apparently. Well, Dagon is. Um, <laughs> Land dwellers know little about the majority of these cults, and what is known inspires fear in them. Vodinoi hold their priests, capable of using magic which they believe to come from the deities of the deep, in high esteem. Vodinoi are also worshipped themselves as the water lords by a small human cult. This is cute. Um, so yeah, they have in 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 the uh, in the graphic novel they are just kind of generic Sahagin style fish people enemies. They don't really display any of these traits, but uh, like the idea that they're kind of this really advanced Atlantean style civilization living down there in the bottom of the universe. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty cool. And they, uh, they're, they're just big, intimidating, cool fish people. Yeah, they do have a pretty... I found the entry, it's pretty extensive. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that was... most. I don't think there was anything else really popped up. Uh, some leeches. No. But some leeches, some snakes, crocodiles. The, oh, the giant snapping turtle. It was a oh, big yeah. old boy. Oh, God. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. this this didn't end well for pretty much anybody aside from the mm. uh, elven. Is she a merchant? I don't really remember what her actual um, messenger. Mes- believe, yeah, she was a messenger because she yeah. could be carrying love letters. Was I think mm. her little setting? <laughs> uh, her her bodyguard who got like zero screen time aside from a little bit at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, Geralt and his dwarven bard buddy. Mm. And that was kind of it. Everyone else died, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think the yeah. the, um, the pilot guy with the cool mustache, he still lived. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, is good. Cap- I captain. liked him. He was cool. Geralt says, steer me into a maelstrom, I'll steer us into a maelstrom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, was a, he, he did a good job. Um... Yeah, this sort of ends with, the, with we mentioned it before, but the reveal of the uh, Volpes child still being alive. Uh, mm. The the Volpes herself, when she menacingly threatened Geralt, saying she'd just come back um, to en- enact her, same in revenge, but just whatever the mm. punishment was, she'd be back yeah. when Geralt least expects it, which mm. was like the next night. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it wasn't even very long. Well, you didn't expect I mean, that, did you, Geralt? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have expected that either. <laughs> but yeah, so she comes back and um, basically rewards him for his general behavior, even if he was mm. siding with the uh, humans. Yeah, like, throughout the entire story, Geralt is trying to be reasonable, he's trying to be respectful. Um, you know, they come across a, next, a nest of actual genuine fox cubs, and Geralt stops everyone killing 
on the yeah. off chance they might turn into monsters, etc. Uh, oh, just I think it was just an in general like there's no good of mm. there's nothing that you need you're gonna gain from killing them at this particular yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Geralt's just out here being an actual reason, actual reasonable, rational person mm-hmm. as compared to everyone else in the story, and so the fortress is like, yes, you can you can be rewarded with that. Uh, you can touch me on the cheek, and get a, a momentary taste of the old magic, because it turns out a uh, Volpesses are. Uh, not only in the decline, like, population-wise, but power. Uh, they used to be incredible illusionists and guarded themselves by just making up dragons. Dragons or armies of mm. warriors. Yeah, yeah. Like all kinds like, of crazy, huge area-scale magic. Mm. And I think I think it's more that she says he can get a glimpse of the the, the truth, like the true nature of the world um yeah and and that's all it's it's a reward but a punishment because he'll Mm -hmm. forever remember that glimpse of the truth and never be satisfied with what he can see with his own eyes basically Mm. yeah yeah exactly again backhanded reward yeah it was a little a little poison in that sugar as Mm -hmm. always as is pretty standard for the witch universe. <laughs> These things happen. Poor Geralt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I mean, he did his job. Yeah. Although, it wasn't really... I don't even think he technically was hired, like, or given money. No. No. But, I mean, he was given a free ride, I guess. Yeah, I guess. A terrifying one. Hmm. Fraught with deadly peril. Way too much peril. Oh, yeah. Way too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that that wraps up uh, these two, these first half, I guess, these two volumes of, mm. of this omnibus. Yeah. There will be two other stories that we will take a look at when we get to it uh, next. Well, two episodes from now. Yeah. Soon. Very soon. Hmm. Yeah, these are fun. Uh, it's the yeah. Witcher world is complex. It's uh, oh, super yeah. interesting and able to draw from a large uh, variety of influences because, I guess, due to the nature of it being not a single world but like a multiverse, multiverse uh, jammed together, so they can mm. just kind of yeah pick whatever they want and say oh, that yeah. it's yeah this is this is just a thing. Mm, yeah, this has been a thing forever. It's ever since the conjunction had these. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone reading goes, oh, of course. Ever since oh, the yeah, the conjunction. That's right. One day Geralt's going to show up with an assault rifle, and no one's going to question it. No, it's just the conjunction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's post-conjunction thing. It's just <laughs> hanging around, you know, this old like, magic. <laughs> you guys ready for that <laughs> wild hunt? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That, that game would be over a lot faster if Geralt had a firearm. Just leave it at that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed these, honestly. They're quite a lot of fun and worth picking up, I would yeah. say. The art, the art is really good, too. We didn't really mm, have yeah. space to get into that, but these are lovingly rendered and in a vague Hellboy-ish uh, style. So some of the, yeah. the designs are... Um, they're a little simpler, 
Uh, there's not a great um, focus on details. It's just sort of like uh, the hint of the things. I mean, it's, it's all, yeah. of course, well drawn, but I think oh, it, it, make, it makes it better because it's dealing with um, fantastical and monstrous mm. uh, uh, themes. Yeah, you, you, you can be a little softer when you don't have all the uh, hard edges of modern uh, modern settings to draw. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of really fantastic like nature backdrops, especially in um, the Fox Children. Actually, like all those long shots of just the swamp area they're in mm-hmm. are pretty great at conveying scale and like a real sense of what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, you you never question that the, they're lost in um, some river horrible river cruise mm. uh yeah. and then the transition to from the orgus from the open sea to that enclosed area and then switching back to the well it's, ultimately it's an illusion but uh that yeah like river or riverside village in the sun mm. the sun dappled uh waters it's like oh it's very beautiful oh, but full of leeches <laughs> yeah full Always of cool. leeches and spiders yeah i think that wraps us up for this episode so we'll do a little bit of closing statements cameron where can folks find you on the interwebs uh you can you can find me on twitter at night underscore night without a k where you can find me retweeting things about how my country's burning down and our prime minister is Worthless, worthless, worthless handshaking man who needs to stop trying to shake yeah. hands. Um, it's all on fire. Yeah. No good. It's all it's all on fire. Um, you know, someone did a, did a map and essentially there's enough smoke to cover most of Europe. Um, yeah, I think people are also bad. doing maps um, just giving scale. Oh, yeah. Showing yeah. the area on fire and then overlaying that area size and it was covering mm. large oh, yeah. swaths of countries of Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh it's, it's pretty rough. Uh hey, if you're in, if you're in the eastern coast of Australia, take care of yourself. If you're not in the eastern coast of Australia, also take care of yourself. Yeah, I was going to say I think that's still a uh thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, yeah. you know, maybe stop listening to the podcast and go get a go get a smoke inhalation mask or something. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh, and I also post another podcast, uh, which is Realm and if you're into Games Workshop's tabletop gaming related things, uh, Matt, uh, former host of the show, and I run that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, and uh, we have our next episode being recorded next weekend, so we'll be jumping into the new year full force, uh, talking about all the new stuff that's been revealed like over the last two hours. Uh, Royce news um you can find that at realm and on twitter uh and various podcast places uh that's us dave about yourself i am on twitter pretty much exclusively uh at sentinot underscore plus it will be Mm -hmm. in the notes along with everything else and our other our our second uh co-host leonard Mm. is also on twitter uh at dr faust is dead and on YouTube's, the good old YouTube's, with some of his uh, gaming-oriented videos that he does that are all yeah. finely crafted pieces. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, links will be in the notes to those, and we will see you all next week. 
as we get back to more Legativerse. And it's <laughs> wonderfully uplifting. It's very, very good, good stuff. You know, Excellent. Brighten your day. Looking forward to hearing about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's us signing off. We will uh, talk to you next time. Bye-bye, y'all. Ciao.